Hello, everybody, and welcome to the I Hate Matt Wall podcast, starring me, Matt Wall. Yeah, I was going to come up with another name to try to be cute, but my brain is not activating properly. I need to do a little bit of updates here. If you do not follow me on YouTube, you might not know any of this shit that's going down right now, but um, my channel has been reported and demonetized as of right now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to argue this or whatever, because I made a video about how fucking stupid it is for people on the right to be losing their fucking mind that Velma from Scooby-Doo has come out as a lesbian. And wouldn't you know it, a bunch of these fucking piece of shit human beings got mad. I got a bunch of shitty messages, some shitty emails, saying that they wish I was um, kicked off of YouTube and all this other crap. And so I woke up today after arguing with one dude in the comments um, for a ridiculous amount of time. I woke up today to um, not being able to monetize the video I was putting up. And then I noticed on my dashboard that all monetization shit wasn't there. And I thought that was weird. Started digging around a little bit. And I noticed, like, there are certain parts of my YouTube dashboard that I don't have any, like, access to. So, um, I'm assuming my page is now in review and it's so stupid because four people downvoted the video four people unsubbed the fact that these four people are still subscribed to me after all this time after i constantly tell them how fucking stupid they are fucking boggles my mind but anyway so that's going on and the reason why i'm bringing that up is is if my youtube channel like disappears I will be doing podcasts a lot fucking more. I will probably be doing them every day. So if you are listening to this on iTunes or some other fucking platform, if you're listening to this on YouTube, if I'm still there, um, make sure you go to IHateMattWall.com and sign up for my mailing list because that will be the only way I will be able to keep in contact with you once the um, YouTube gods get mad or whatever. I mean, and who knows, like by Monday it could all be sorted. Um, but I have no idea. So anyway, that is that. Now, now that I pissed off the right, let's let's start pissing off the left here. Jesus fucking Christ. And I'm not trying to piss everybody off. It's just this is how it's happening. The thing I wanted to talk about today is I've been seeing a lot of people posting about the literary canon, the English literary canon, the poetical literary canon. And all of this literary canon bullshit. And how important it is. And how some things are more important than others. And all this shit. I made a video. I don't know. Like a month ago or something. Called like the top 10 books you need to read before you die. And um, I. The video starts and I basically say none. You don't have to read any of these books if you don't want to, because they're all whatever. 
like if you have read a book in the last 20 years or seen a TV show in the last 20 years, I guarantee that every single thing Shakespeare ever had written or wrote has been bastardized into whatever the fuck it is you're reading or watching. And that goes with anything that was a big fucking deal. And my my thought on this is, is I don't think you need to fucking read the canon. I don't think you need to read the classics because anybody who you like and have been reading, they probably read it and they were probably inspired by it. So if you like this more modern author, chances are that sprinklings of the literary canon will be in their work. So who the fuck cares? Like, why fucking bother reading stuff? And that's going to piss a lot of, like, heavy lit fucks off. But, like, honestly, life is short, dude. Like, don't read a bunch of shit books that you don't want to read and you're not even enjoying just because some other douchebag said that you're supposed to read this thing. It's fucking stupid. Reading is not supposed to be something that is tedious or like difficult or annoying you're supposed to read because you love fucking reading okay it's not fucking homework we're fucking adults we don't have fucking homework it's fucking stupid honestly i don't even think shakespeare's that good there sling your arrows into your bows people for fuck's sake Shakespeare was considered trash when he was alive, making his plays alone and not with not with help from anyone. That was considered lowbrow garbage, and now because we've had like two hundred years of college professors saying that it's brilliant, we're supposed to fucking hang our hat on that. Fuck that. That's fucking stupid. Bullshit. Anyway, the other thing I want to say about this is I write tight and to the point most of the time. Sometimes I, like, meander. But when I meander, I usually try to meander with a purpose. I don't just, like, fluff or bloat out the things I'm writing for the sake of having a higher page count or a higher word count. And so because of this, a lot of people told me, oh, you're going to love Hemingway. you got to fucking read Hemingway, dude. Hem, hem, hem. You'll love it. So I heard this for so long that I went and read The Sun Also Rises. And everyone was like, oh, dude, the staccato prose, man. It gets right to the point. It doesn't have time for any bullshit. And then I'm like, well, there's two chapters here back to back that don't even they shouldn't even be in this book like it does not push the story forward like i don't care that he likes to fish who fucking gives a shit these chapters don't need to be in here but then everyone's like but that's where he like like talks about his impotence in his head you know and he starts like oh you know and i'm like yeah but he could have just fucking said that like in the next chapter like opening line my dick don't get hard boom like Moving on. Like, I don't know. 
Like, I just, I'm, I'm like, that's not even that good. So anyway, so after reading that book, and what was the other book of his I started reading? I started reading another book of his, and I wasn't into it. Um, oh, when I did read the one about his, like, memoir of Paris, I think it was called something about eating or something. Like, he was having a ham sandwich or something like that. I can't remember what it was called. But, um, and that was okay, but it wasn't, like, I, I mean, I don't even fucking remember the name of the book, for fuck's sake. The thing about it is I have read so many people who were inspired by Hemingway to write short, concise, direct, staccato fucking prose who do it a hundred times better than Hemingway did it. Was Hemingway the first one to do this? I don't know, but he was an early person who did this, and it changed a lot of um, mid-20th century literature. But I think there's people who did it better. And yes, he inspired those people, but that doesn't mean I have to read him. I could just read the people who he inspired and get glimpses of him through that. So why the fuck do I need to go back and read a bunch of books I don't want to read that probably are fucking boring and not written well? What's the fucking point? So, what all of this is, is me just saying, read whatever the fuck you want. If you're reading, you're already ahead of the curve. Jesus Christ. Most people, like, don't read at all. And if they read anything, it's um, a conspiracy theory on Facebook or... I don't know, a tweet with a like ton of hashtags that are going to piss somebody off. <sighs> this fucking world, dude, I swear to God. But anyway, so just read what you want. Like, life is too short. Do not get suckered in to having to read a bunch of shit you don't like. And honestly, don't be afraid to DNF something. Do not finish or did not finish. Like, if you read the first few pages of a book, or even the first... Like, I... Now, I used to read, like, the first ten pages. Um, but now, it's like, if I read the first, like, the opening paragraph of a book, and the author doesn't know how to hook me on the opening, like, line of a book, that tells me that that book is going to be 50% fluff, at least. And I'm not interested like, I don't fucking care. I don't care how long your book is. That does not impress me much, says Shania Twain. Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, that's my bitch. And I guess I could bitch about more shit later. I probably should. I hear poets complaining. And it's not even just poets. Like, I hear this from fucking, like, authors and short story fuckers and shit like that. But people bitch and get all upset about not writing enough. Like, they don't think they're writing enough. Okay. So what are you going to do? This is, this is one of those things that I don't understand. If you say, I'm not writing enough, and you know you're not writing enough... There's really only one way to fix that problem. But for some reason, 
writers can come up with tons of excuses. They can't come up with any word count, but they can come up with tons of excuses as to why they're not writing. And whenever I have felt like I wasn't writing enough, whenever I have felt like I'm kind of dropping the ball, what I typically do at that point, and this is really confusing and complicated, but like I sit down and I start fucking writing and then I instantly solve my problem and I'm instantly writing. I, I don't under, I don't understand why this is an issue. Like if you were to poll readers or writers and say, what are the biggest obstacles with your writing? Like what are the biggest challenges you face as a writer or a poet? Nine out of 10 of these fucking people are going to say that they don't write enough. Some of them might say it in a way that makes it sound like there's some reason why they can't. Like, there's just not enough time in the day to write, you know? And if you work 20 hours a day at a day job, then yeah. Um, between working, eating, shitting, sleeping, fucking, and then writing, there's not a whole lot of time left for that. So I get that. But the funny thing is, is most poets and writers I know who have day jobs, which are pretty much all of them, but they always tell me how much they got to write at work. Like, they, they jotted down something, they worked something out at work when they were supposed to be working. So, like, I don't fucking know. What, what's the fucking question here? The only way that you can write more than you are right now is if you write right now. I know this sounds esoteric as fuck, but it's legit. So, and some of you might be like, well, I just don't feel like writing. Then don't feel like writing. That's fine. Then don't write. But if you don't feel like writing, don't bitch that you're not, like, writing more. It would be like me saying, like, I am wanting ass. Okay. And I'm sitting home and I'm horny as fuck. And all I want to do is go find somebody to just start fucking bumping uglies with. Okay. And I'm sitting here saying how mad I am and how horny I am and the whole fucking thing. And then someone says, oh, well, why don't you like go out and meet somebody? Oh, I don't want to fucking do that. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm not going to fucking do that. Oh, okay. Well, do you want to like, like find somebody on like a dating app or something? Oh, that's fucking stupid. I'm not going to do that. Hookers? You want to you get a hooker? Jesus Christ, no, I'm not going to pay for a fucking hooker. I'm just fucking horny, goddammit. It's like, if someone keeps giving you ways to fix the problem, especially a problem as simple as, I'm not writing enough, I don't know what to do. Excuses are fucking everywhere. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm not going to fucking even lead you to water here. If you don't want to fucking be a writer, if you don't want to be a poet... Go fuck yourself and fucking get a job at McDonald's, okay? Like, I'm not going to fucking hold your hand. You either want to do it because you have to do it, because you will die if you don't do it, or you will murder people if you don't do it. Or it's just a fun little thing you do in between watching Real Housewives of something and making a Hot Pocket. So, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Suck a dick. I'm fucking mad right now. God, that pissed me off. These fucking people. I don't want to talk about that because that's going to be a big fucking thing. Oh, but I will talk about this because this is kind of funny. I have 
never in my life heard of so many fucking book launches. Now, launching a book is one thing, but having a party, an event for that book launch, that seems a bit silly a little bit. Like, I understand, like, if, like, you're celebrating it because it, like, took, I mean, it doesn't take you a long time. It takes the publisher a long time to put the book out. You're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs and jerking off. But, like, so when the book finally comes out, you just want to fucking celebrate. And so you let every other fucking poet you know and writer you know know about this event so you could rub their fucking noses in it. And they will come because they think if they show up to your party, that means you're going to show up to their party when their eventual book ever comes out. And then all the other people there are there because they're networking. You know, they're trying to meet the editors and the publishers of the thing if they're even going to show up to this thing. And again, if you only write six poems a year and you finally get a book together that takes you ten years to get together and then it takes another two to three years after you've submitted the book for the book to come out then like yeah I guess you need this more than anyone else but it just seems silly like I would say like why aren't you just writing another book like Yes, celebrate yourself. I just did a fucking video on that yesterday. It's good to fucking celebrate your accomplishments. But what is the purpose of you having this launch party? Like, what are you expecting to gain from this? Is it a press thing where you want media to be there to write up your fucking book shit? Is there people going to be buying the book there? Or is that not even a place where people buy a book? Is it for just you to be celebrated? Like, for a job well done? Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I can have a party about something, but I'd rather have the money. So, like, I would rather my book sell well than have a party where people pretend to not hate me and pretend to be excited that my book came out. Because honestly, we all know that poets and writers are catty fucking bitches. Okay, we know this. The problem with a lot of them is that they never come out and say shit, like, when asked about it. It's all, like, secret backroom dealings. Which sounds very nefarious. But, you know, whatever. I don't know, I just, I don't get it. Like, I think I had maybe the first two... I, I know the first one, but I can't remember if we did it for the second one. Um, the Creeperson... First Creeperson album and the second Creeperson album. For sure the first one. We had a CD release party. But it was just another show we were playing. And so we put CD release party on the flyer to make it feel like a bigger deal. And I don't think it worked. And But it, it was just like a normal fucking Creeperson show. And then um, when Faster Creepers Than Kill Kill came out, it was the same fucking thing. Like, we, we got on this one show 
and then um, I scheduled the release of the album. But again, this is someone who is doing everything themselves. And I have never been beholden to another entity to put my things out. So maybe that's why it's different. I don't know. It just seems so fucking, like, ridiculous and up-ass. Like, again, like, instead of coming to my party, everyone, just go buy my book. I would much rather that happen. Because if my book doesn't sell well, this will be the last launch party I ever have. So hopefully my book will sell well, so much so that the publisher will want to put another one of my books out sometime before the next three years. Um, it's, it's such a fucking dumb sounding business model. Like, how does that even sustain itself? Ugh, it's so backwards. I can't think of another fucking industry where you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to work on something for the next 10 years and then hopefully shop it around and, you know, maybe I'll make enough money to live for the next 10 years. That's not how that goes. So anyway, um, so those are three fucking things. What did we talk about? The literary canon. We talked about not writing enough. And we talked about how silly book launches are. Yep, I think I pissed enough people off for this episode. So if you want to, email me some hate mails. You can do so at IHateMattWalt at gmail.com and tell me what you think. Please put in the subject line, like, podcast or what episode the podcast you're referring to. Or else I'm not going to know what the fuck the email is about and probably not open it. Um... If you are interested in taking the Poetic Anarchy course, if you go to IHateMattWall.com slash Poetic Anarchy, or just click the Poetic Anarchy button, um, you can take the first week free of the course. Um, right now, um, I think I'm there's like 60 videos um, in the class um, that you could start hitting, and there's more added all the time. Um, and then if you aren't even sure about that, um, and you just want to take a nibble and see how it goes, there is a, um, Poetic Anarchy Crash Course that is going to be taking place on Monday, October 17th via Zoom, but hosted by the Sims Poetry Library of Inglewood, California. And if you go to simspoetrylibrary.org slash events um, you can sign up for the class it's free it's one hour and it's just gonna be like a fucking out of control fucking choo-choo train running down a mountain okay and um, it'll be good it'll be fun but you gotta sign up because you will be sent a zoom link so if you don't sign up you can't get the link and so you can't do the thing and so I think that is seven o'clock pacific time is when that starts so there's that. Um, more updates. Um, the Blood Rag issue four is out now. It has poems in it from Slady Valheim, Thomas Crop, Tim Johnston, Nate Colton, Mindy Simmonson, Bunny Wild, and yours truly. Um, the 
fourth book in my Zombie Zero series, The Alpha Hunter, is out now. But start, if you haven't yet, with The Brain Hunter and go through the series, or else you're not going to know what the fuck's going on. Um, and then next week, my... Oh, that's not good. My new chapbook, Preview of a Dangerous Mind, comes out. I think this will be limited to 31 copies, is what we're going to do with that. Um, and that is a bunch of short stories, kind of spooky-ish, and it is a little bite of what the upcoming Tales from a Dangerous Mind um, is going to do either in December or January. Um, oh, and then at the end of the month, um, probably the week after next, actually, my um, vampire crime book, um, Black Market Blood Drive, is also coming out on Amazon. And keep your eye out for Poetic Anarchy Volume 3, the anthology. That will be out in November. And um, the horror tube anthology lurking in the dark um will be i think it's available for pre-order it's available for pre-order um hopefully i will remember to put that into the notes down below and is that it um no it's not it bunny wild um i still have a couple copies of the potato manifesto if you want to pick that up and um her book, if you're more of an ebook person, um, she has a big poetry collection called Monsters in the Mouth um, that I did the artwork for on the cover for that. That's amazing. So um, dig that, sucka. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. So keep buying my books. Type hard, everybody. And I will talk to you later. I just want to give a quick thanks to those people who make these videos possible. Anarchy Crew and my followers on Patreon, I appreciate the hell out of you guys, and thank you so much for keeping me going to keep this content possible. You guys are awesome. And if you'd like to join the crew or the Anarchy Crew, just hit the join button beneath this video. And if you'd like to become a member of my Patreon, you can run over to the link down below to do that as well. Thank you.